0: see you and i we have a lot more in common than you than you might think we can disagree on all those hot button issues we can disagree on the abortion issue the vaccine issue if we should be sending billions of dollars to ukraine or not we can disagree on all of that and still be on the same side the side of the people because regardless of our differences on all of those issues and more we're still losing we the people are still losing and there's a few in power there's a few in power that are winning that are winning and they are dividing us on purpose. They know exactly what we're doing. It is a big club and you and I are not in it, my
1: friends.
0: (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode two of A plea to Humanity. My name is Corbin Sable and have you noticed how everything is getting worse for everybody? Things are probably getting worse for you as they are for me. So in this video, I would like to talk about the why things are getting worse But not only about the why, but what can we, the people, do about it? What can you and I do about it to make our future better? To stop things from getting worse? But first, we're going to watch this quick video of this girl that I found on Twitter ranting about how things are getting worse
1: around her. Y'all, tell me why. Just, why am I still living paycheck to paycheck? Why, Why? Why? My job pays. Like, a a decent amount of money. Like, very median, very average. But, like, I should be able to live on this. This is a good salary. Good salary. I saw an 18-pack of eggs for $13. I I walked in to to the Walmart, like, a few days ago. I bought standard necessities. Ziploc bags. Tin foil. Eggs. Tell me why I walked out of there having spent $70. 70. 70. My partner and I make $120,000 combined. That's good. That should be okay. Like we should be set. Took a lot of work and effort and resume building and all the good stuff to get here. Why are we both living? Paycheck to f***ing paycheck. This is not sustainable. We're... Uh, how are people going to find a place to live? How how are we supposed to continue to eat? Like, forget about me, because we're still living. We're, we're kind of making it. Like, it's it's not as horrible as it could be. But what about these, these young kids trying to start a life, trying to get out of their parents' house and be independent adults and and they can't they can't
0: Amen, sister. Amen. I can definitely relate to her. Can you relate to her? Probably. I mean unless you have the fifty million dollars or more that I mentioned in episode one and you can sail off to some distant island and write out the catastrophes brought on to us by our corrupt politicians. You might not be able to relate to her. But chances are you're watching this and you can relate to her. Like I can relate to her. Things are getting worse and worse for everybody, for most of people, but yet we are arguing about things that do not really matter, like the abortion issues, the gun control issues, the uh climate change, the vac- are you vaccinated or not? Those things do not hold a candle. I'm not saying they're not important. I'm saying they do not hold a candle to what's coming down the road if we do not unite and get our stuff together. Those issues that we argue about and let divide us do not hold a candle to the possible or potential bleak economic future that we all have if we do not unite and reprioritize what is important. So she mentioned some couple of things, like things might be tough for us today, but imagine what's gonna happen or what life is gonna be like for our children, that we're gonna, what, what kind of future are our children gonna inherit? We need to get our stuff together now. We need to unite behind what's important now. And the only way to do that is to reprioritize our focus as to what's most important. Are we going to continue to divide ourselves and label us as conservatives or liberals? Are we going to continue to divide ourselves amongst these ideological lines such as abortion and what our opinion on of the vaccine is? Or are we going to swallow our pride, and get our stuff together, and unite behind the bigger and better things that we all need to focus on to take our power back? So I guarantee you when you're watching that video, you weren't thinking what her position on abortion was. No, you're definitely relating to her. So you see, you and I, we have a lot more in common than you you might think. We can disagree on all those hot button issues. We can disagree on the abortion issue, the vaccine issue, if we should be sending billions of dollars to Ukraine or not. We can disagree on all of that and still be on the same side, the side of the people, because regardless of our differences on all of those issues and more, we're still losing. We, the people, are still losing. And there's a few in power... There's a few in power that are winning, that are winning and they are dividing us on purpose. They know exactly what we're doing. It is a big club and you and I are not in it, my friends. So I'm gonna talk about a few things that are pretty important. Number one, things are not necessarily getting more expensive. I know it's easy to think that things are getting more expensive. You see prices rising in the grocery store, gas prices are going up and we automatically think, oh, things are getting more expensive. That's true in a sense, but that's not the whole truth. The way I like to see it, things aren't getting more expensive. Rather, the purchasing power of our dollar continues to devalue. And why is that? The purchasing power of our dollar continues to devalue because of one thing, inflation. Now, when you look at what causes inflation, you're going to find a couple of things like demand-pull inflation or cost-push inflation or something like that. But one thing that you that might be difficult to find as to what causes inflation is inserting excess money into our money supply. You see, when more money is inserted into the money supply, more money is chasing the same amount of goods, and the dollar just continues to devalue. All right, And our federal government, with the help of the Federal Reserve, has been doing this for over 100 years now. They've been putting more and more money into the money supply, which is devaluing our dollar so if you have not ever heard of the Federal Reserve that is a very important for you to understand what the Federal Reserve is. It is an institution created in nineteen thirteen to centralize our it is it is a centralized bank all right, and it is the one driving factor. That is causing our economy to get worse and worse over time it is the one driving factor that is causing our dollar to devalue over and over and over look at this we're going to go ahead and take a look at this chart here is a quick look at the purchasing power of the u.s dollar as you can see, it starts in 1913 when the Federal Reserve Act was created, a central bank with the ability to manage the country's money supply. And from there, it has gone down and down and down and down to where we are today, to where the U.S. money supply grew by $3.8 trillion in 2020, equal to 20% of all dollars ever created. So this is going to be a hard truth for uh, my people, my the people out there who like to vote Democrats. This is going to be a hard truth to swallow. The Biden administration has printed so much money and has inserted so much money into the money supply over the past what, couple of years that I suspect that is going to lead us into a hyperinflation, so to speak. As you can see right here, the U.S. money supply grew by $3.8 trillion in 2020, equal 20% of all dollars, roughly 20% of all dollars that were ever created was created within the past 18 months, 24 months, something like that. That is, I cannot begin to describe how impactful that is towards our economic future. So that is the driving cause for why things are getting more expensive is because the government with the Federal Reserve, a private bank, by the way, is inserting too much money into the money supply. Do a quick recap here. If the central bank prints more money, you would expect to see a rise in inflation. This is because the money supply plays an important role in determining prices. If there is more money chasing the same amount of goods, then prices will rise. Hyperinflation is usually caused by an extreme increase in the money supply. So, we used to be on the gold standard, where a dollar bill was a dollar's worth in gold. Here it is, the gold standard is a monetary system where a country's currency or paper money has a value directly linked to gold. With the gold standard, countries agree to convert that paper money into a fixed amount of gold. A country that uses the gold standard sets a fixed price for gold and buys and sells that gold at that price. So, a dollar bill was a dollar's worth in gold. Now, a dollar bill is just, essentially, faith in our economy. And we just agree that a dollar holds the same value and $5 and $100 bill and so on and so forth. If you're holding a piece of a dollar bill in your hand, it's essentially worthless. It is essentially worthless. It's just a piece of paper. So that's why things are getting more expensive. That's the leading cause for inflation. And that is one of the things that we need to unite behind. And this is a problem that Democrats and Republicans cause right both when republicans are in control this happens and when democrats are in control this happens granted the biden administration has been doing it at an increased rate than prior administrations in the past but when the republicans were in control during the trump administration this happened it, it happens regardless of what political party is in power and that's one of the things they don't want us to unite behind they are both wrecking our economy and they want us arguing about the abortion issues the vaccine issues or if we should be sending billions of dollars to ukraine or not so the way i see it there is enough wealth in this world for everyone to be living comfortably there is it there there just is i you cannot make me think otherwise there is enough wealth for everyone in this world to live a comfortable lifestyle but we don't have that the people don't own the wealth because there's people out there that are hoarding wealth. there's either governments that are hoarding this wealth or there's private people with their businesses that are hoarding this wealth. now there might be good points or good reasons for both of those i mean let's just look at this clip of the bank of england
1: here the gold here is a store of value it is globally recognized people want gold so it creates a market in itself it doesn't change value as much for example as currencies this is a lot more durable than investing in chocolate or something like that
0: there you go did you see all of that gold at the bank of england hand worth 200 billion pounds now there might be some positive aspects as to why the Bank of England is hoarding that gold, in the event of some, I don't know, war or natural disaster or economic catastrophe, then the Bank of England can then use that money to help their citizens. On the the other side, a company that's worth billions and billions of dollars or a private citizen that has millions and billions of dollars in net worth, I get it, there could be some positive aspects to that. They can create jobs, they can help the economy grow, But at the end of the day, if wealth rests with them, it doesn't rest with the people. So it's a trade-off, it really is. Do we want wealth to be in the hands of the government? Do we want wealth to be in the hands of the rich, the 1% the corporations? Or do we want wealth to be with the people? It's a question you need to ask yourself and it's a trade-off. There are some good things to both sides. There are some bad aspects to both sides. So how does this all tie into transferring power back to the people? Well, as I mentioned before, I believe that we have a bleak economic future ahead of us, a very, very bleak economic future ahead of us. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but that's what I believe. And the reason why I believe this to be true is because we are arguing over things that I'm not saying they don't matter. I'm just saying they don't hold a candle to what's more important. the abortion issues, the uh, the vaccine issues, the climate change issues, they want us divided and arguing over things like this, I will never understand how the vaccine got so politically polarized. How, if you didn't get it, you're a Republican, and if you got it, you're a Democrat. Or or if you voted Democrat, you should have gotten the vaccine, and if you vote Republican, don't get the vaccine. That will never, ever make sense to me, but it happened because they used their friends in the media to divide us, to keep us divided, to keep driving that wedge between the people so we do not focus so we don't you don't unite over things that really, really matter, such as transferring power back to the people. There are so many things that we have in common, my friend. There are so many things that you and I are both gonna have to deal with regardless of who we vote for. All right. Wealth is going to continue to transfer to that ruling class, which is a combination of both government and the private sector, by the way. So the conservatives and the progressives have a lot in common, right? They just don't see it yet. The progressives are saying the ruling class is the rich 1%, the corporatists, the conservatives are saying the ruling class is the corrupt government, corrupt big government, but the ruling class is both. The ruling class is both a combination of the rich ruling class and the corrupt government because the rich 1%, they have the government bought and paid for the corrupt government. So the ruling class is both. So when the progressives say tax the rich, all you're doing is transferring wealth from the private sector of the ruling class to the public the public sector of the ruling class, which is our corrupt government. There's a lot of work that needs to be handled. But the first step, the first step in transferring power back to the people is unlabeling yourself and understanding that we are on the same side regardless of who we vote for and regardless of our stance on abortion or the vaccines or whatever. You have to understand that we're on the same side and you have to unlabel yourself. Don't label yourself as a conservative, a liberal, a Republican or Democrat, just, that is the first step in transferring power back to the people because we have more in common than what you might imagine. All that being said, I'll wrap it up. Thanks for watching episode two of plea to Humanity. Everything is getting worse for you and for me, but if we unite and reprioritize what's important to us, we can take our power back from those that have taken it. Re- remember, You and I are on the same side, regardless of our differences in political ideology. You and I are not in different camps. We are on the same side, the side of the people. Remember that, and thanks for watching. If you like this video, please give it a like, subscribe to this channel, share it with a friend. And again, my name is
1: Corbin Sable. Thank you for watching.